0: in the pattern podcast. Make left traffic clear for the option. Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2000, climbing 3000.
1: Line up and wait 7 range, for McAlvin. Martin Tower 172, Romeo down, hold the on, on, on the 3 ready to take off. Auburn down, the back of the range is 2-1-5, getting downwind for runway
0: 25. I'm John, I'm Chris, I'm Brad, and I'm Mark, and we are the In The Pattern Podcast.
1: Welcome to episode 57 of the In The Pattern Podcast. This is Chris. Along with me tonight, I've got John. Unfortunately, our two other co-hosts are not able to make it tonight, but uh, we wanted to go ahead and get something out there for you guys, and um, so we're here for you. Don't, don't let that... Uh, make you have bad feelings about the other two, but if you want to sh- hit, you know, hit them up on Twitter and let them know what kind of lazy bums they are, that's okay. Did I say that out
0: Oh, Shit. oh, oops. <laughs> oh.
1: oh, well, whatever. John, how you doing tonight, bud?
0: I'm doing well, I'm doing well. It's uh, been a long month, but glad to be here.
1: Is summer over where you're at? Because it, it still seems to be a thing down here.
0: Um, Technically, <laughs> yes. Um yeah it's um we're getting into we've started to have a couple nights that are starting to get a little chilly. Um we we had a few days like a week or so ago that were actually pretty um it was almost grab a sweater Ooh. weather. <laughs> Definitely wear long pants. Um uh, but then it kind of warmed up again and got really humid and then it's just been pouring this week. Um terrible weather and then um there's talk of uh, this hurricane coming us here. yeah. Um, depending on what happens, um, sometime this weekend. So, um, we're recording this on Wednesday. So the last day of the fiscal year.
1: Well, it's, it's still trying to be a hundred degrees out here. I, someone said supposedly today was supposed to be our last day of it. I'll believe it when I see it. So we'll see how tomorrow is, (laughs) by the way, we're recording this on September 30th, 2015.
0: So, so you know how long it took me to uh, edit. (laughs) <laughs> for you for you, like, keeping <laughs> a score at home, yeah. should be a piece of cake, the- just the two of us, right? <laughs> yeah, right.
1: you got to have be. this up by September, th- no, I mean October 1st, like 6 o'clock. We'll give you
0: 24 hours. Um, we- We'll discuss later why
1: that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, man, I haven't been able to put my face in, in behind the cockpit of an airplane since Oshkosh, and it's really starting to bug me. You, on the other hand, have had a chance to be inside
0: of an airplane, I've heard, through that yeah. thing. And... Yeah, I have. Very nice. Um, surprisingly, for once, I'm one of the few that have flown. For the first time, I've been behind the... I'm at, let's say, realistically at the controls, because, yeah, this seaplane flight, I was, I was on the controls for, like, you know, five minutes, but um, <laughs> really flying, like, doing a flight is the first time since January for me, so uh, it's been a while.
1: I know, um, so
0: you're looking at, um, getting your open airplane checkout so you can do some flying when you go on vacation. Um, vacation, um, anything really. It just, it kind of turned into, it's the right time to do it. Um, it makes a lot of sense for where I'm at now. And, um, uh, it's, um, it's been an interesting experience and I don't know, I'm, I'm liking it so far, but it just, it just kind of worked out and I finally decided to uh, jump in and do it nice nice so um how's that
1: work then so tell tell us about uh what you had to do to get ready for that
0: um yeah so i guess it's kind of different for me um probably compared to a lot of people who are going to do this um if if you're staying current and you're you know you're flying a lot this is probably gonna be a lot easier and you're not going to go through what i've gone through in the last month um (laughs) uh kind of what ended up happening you know ash happened and i I started thinking about what i was going to do next and um uh, since I had to cancel that flight in, in April was when I was going to get out of currency. I canceled the flight cause it was going to be too windy. And then I kind of knew after that, I was going to have to go up with an instructor. Like I, I'd, I'd kind of hit the, the point where that was it. I, I was, I was, I'm paying for it no matter what, if I want to get back up. Um, so it kind of turned into, um, in Oshkosh, I started trying to think about what I was going to do and I realized, well, I have a BFR actually coming up in, um, October so I'm definitely going to have to do an hour or two hour flight, something like that. Um, so I'm starting to think, well, I might as well do, do my open airplane for my BFR. Um, you know, and, and then I can knock both out because the UPC counts as, you know, a BFR essentially, because you're doing far yeah. more than you would in a BFR. So that's kind of my decision to do it. And then, um, uh, you know, my, my buddy, Tim, who was my instructor up at Brett, he went to the airlines. So he's actually, um, shout out to him actually he's about to start if he hasn't just already started actually flying he made it through all his training so um it's awesome for him but um but i didn't really have any ties to that school anymore and i was kind of looking around and thought about you know where i wanted to do this and i realized that baybridge airport was actually closer than the airport i was going to martin state from where i live now you know i really like martin state as an airport but it's still a little further drive and then I looked up prices and it was actually cheaper um than what I was paying at um at Martin State to fly out of um Bay Bridge. Oh, okay. Um it was like 7 bucks an hour, but I think actually Brett raised their rates to 150. Um and to do the open airplane, I would have had to have
1: 150 an hour for 172.
0: 172 SP. An SP. Wet. Yeah. Yeah, all of these are SPs pretty much around here. There's a lot of SPs around here. Are those is that with the G Wiz 1000 or just um Uh, Both they are all pretty much the same price. Um, There's really no, and I just had a discussion with somebody on this earlier today. Um, There's really no difference in the prices around here from the G1000 to a steam gauge SP.
1: Yeah. They're, Um, they're only like over there at deer Valley. I think
0: the last time I looked, they were like less than 20 bucks difference. Yeah. Here there's none. I mean, they're just the same price. (laughs) Um, As far as I know now, I haven't confirmed with where I'm, I'm fine now if the G1000 is the same price. I will actually figure that out soon. But, um, uh, cause they're not listed. They're one planes. All their planes weren't listed on an entrepreneur plane yet. There was some discrepancy there. That they're fixing. Um, but pretty much around here, they're all the same price. So mm-hmm. you can go steam or G1000. It's just a matter of getting the instructor sign off to get into a G1000. Right. That's kind of the only difference. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was, um, uh Brett was raising their prices, but they weren't part of open airplanes, so to do the open airplane, I would have had to gone to Phoenix and Phoenix was hundred and sixteen an hour through open airplane for their one seventy two mm. so um I was like well, I, well do, Park. I figured I might as well do one hundred and thirty eight at Bay Bridge, which is a closer airport anyway um and do that so then I decided I was going to go there and um uh turns out after um doing some work with um some financial advising and stuff i, I found a thing too for life insurance actually um there's a uh, you know most and and i know we talked about this last time <clears throat> i think a little bit but you know most um if you do like term life insurance or something like that there's an aviation rider on it uh-huh. and they basically treat you like you're gonna die any second <laughs> yeah. um, so they charge you a crap load extra if you want to get covered in an airplane yeah um which is really annoying. It's like, come on, seriously. Um, So I found some places that, um, I forget who I got a quote through. Um, Pilot Insurance something. It's the one I think you see all the time. Um, Or I've seen on the internet all the time. Anyway, I got a quote through them and they basically go and they find, you know, um, a life insurance company that will actually give you a quote without the rider. And so I found one that was no rider and it was all, um, fantastic price and all that kind of stuff. But the only stipulation was the quote was good. If I had a hundred hours, if I had less, it was double what the quote was. Jeez. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sitting at 94.7.
1: Yay. Yeah. the a good reason to go get three more hours. <laughs> uh, no, I need a 5.3. I thought you said ni- 90, Oh, 94. 7. oh yes. okay. Yeah.
0: I need a 5.3 hours.
1: I'm good with math.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it 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 worked out perfectly because i was basically able to bring up okay to do this switch i need five hours stat um and i I did the math too and what i was saving it it makes up for itself in a month nice (laughs) like just hands down it just just it's instant like the sooner i do it the better there's no sense in waiting it's not like it's going to be you know so easy sell to the wife you know that kind of stuff so um (laughs) i was like all right that's it i'm doing it um so I went ahead. I scheduled the. Uh, I, I went on an Open Airplane, and scheduled the the flight. You know, they got back to me. The day I picked was good, so um, everything was set up. Um, that's when I started studying my butt off. I haven't flown since January. Um, looking at doing a flight review. A UPC. The UPC is Universal Pilot Checkout. It is um, everything you did for your check ride. You got to do it again to the standards. It's essentially all it is. Um same pts standards uh you know make sure your altitude's within and you know forgive yeah. me because i don't remember exactly what it was Is it 100 feet or 200 feet is it 100 feet each way
1: i think it is because is 50 a, right it's been a long time for me and as a matter of fact right? i wonder i at this point i wonder when i'm supposed to have a bfr
0: now <laughs> you weren't far away from me i don't think i thought you were close <sighs> um but anyway it, it doesn't matter you, you, you know all that stuff you are you kidding turns. me yeah october 7th crap uh you should probably schedule that <laughs> you have until october 31st yep <laughs> um yeah i thought you were the same time as me okay um so you just basically have to do everything you did for your your check ride again make sure everything's up to snuff and all that stuff so um there's a ground portion and there's the flight portion um so I I re-downloaded the Sporty's Flight Review app that I bought the last time I was going to do the flight review. Um, started watching all of those videos again, so that was a good refresher. Um, but I knew that wasn't going to get me far enough this time because the UPC is a little more stringent. So I started. Oh man, I started looking at everything. I was, um, you know, every time I'm studying, I'm starting to think of other stuff that I forgot about. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, all the little things and and um, did they, did you know. They-
1: yeah. You got to get familiar with looking at a chart again and knowing what some different symbology is and air yeah, a lot of and, stuff
0: I haven't looked at in a while, mm-hmm. or, you know, I know my general area here, so I'm not planning all the time going long distances. So I don't see some of the other stuff, you know, um, there's, there's not a lot of like, you know, Moa's around here. So, you know, what's the procedure with those? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm flying those all the time. Um, all kinds of stuff like that. Um like all the in, in, right. In inflate weather stuff, the high wasps and all that, you know, I, I, I don't use that necessarily. I do a lot of putzing around here. You know, I look at the weather and I'm not, I'm not going somewhere where I need to continuously check on it. You know, I can see what's going on. I'm not going that far from my airport. So, yeah. um, you know, a lot of little things like that. Um, and, uh, so I, you know, I was just studying, studying, studying for, for three weeks. Um, and to the to the point where my you know I was starting to just it was it was getting too much, <laughs> my brain was shutting down, um, and uh, I was also trying to remember all the maneuvers. Right, it's been a while since I've done a short field takeoff and landing. I've been flying out of a six thousand foot long runway. Um, never done a soft field in real life. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, let's let's make sure I remember my procedures for steep turns and for um, uh, turns about a point and all that kind of stuff. Um, trying to remember all the weather things and, and all that. So doing all that. And then it comes time for the, uh, the checkout. And I'm looking at the weather day before and I'm like, it's going to be kind of iffy. And it looks like later in the day is going to be worse. So I tried to schedule a little earlier and they were like, well, we can get you in about an hour early. Um, but that's about it. And so I was like, all right, well, whatever. So Go to bed, wake up the next morning. I look at the taff and I'm just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember what happened that day. If it was the wind, I think. And there was a whole bunch of stuff going on. I think the weather was starting to come in. Oh, you know what it was? It was, there was some wind, um, but there was a, a a line of thunderstorms and rain coming through. And uh. the thunderstorms were all embedded in the storm system. Yeah. So it's no good. it wasn't like, you know, you're going to see them or anything like that. So, um, and there's a whole bunch of thunderstorms around the area. So they actually, I got up and they, they called me before I got a chance to call them. They're like, um, you know, the dispatcher guy comes up, he's like, yeah. So, uh, the instructor just called me and says, it's probably not a good day to fly. And I was like, well, actually I was about to get up and call you <laughs> cause I'm not going up. Yeah. Um, so I rescheduled then I think for a week later, uh, for Saturday. And, um, so I had a whole nother week to study, you know, crammed again the whole week. Um, Saturday rolls around and it's, um, it's the weather's looking pretty good. Looking, looking like it's going to be a go. The wind's looking good. Um, the clouds are going to be high enough, but there was a fog in the morning. And, um, the way all of the, um, Forecast where it looked like the fog was going to lift and it was going to lift by the time we were done with the ground portion. So, so I roll out to the airport. So, you're saying there's a chance? I was like, there's a chance. Going. <laughs> um, roll out to the airport. Um, meet, uh, I had another instructor this time, uh, Wendy, and I meet with her and, um, and we start going through the ground portion. Um, and it, uh, it went fairly well. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff she was asking, you know, pretty good questions. <laughs> um, you know, kind of going through this, a sheet on the UPC, um, checkout that you kind of go through, um, and she had a booklet too, but it was, um, you know, just going through this stuff. Okay. Did you read all the open airplane, um, you know, manuals and, and flight guides and whatever the, the binding, you know, legal stuff is with open airplane. Have you read that? <laughs> um, you know, going through a lot of the ground stuff, looking at a chart, you know, just kind of going over airspace, different things, weather. um, you know, a lot of just, you know, the normal stuff. Um, it wasn't too in depth. It wasn't asking every question you could possibly ask. Um, but it was just a good kind of overview, I think for, for her to get it, you know, an idea on how much I knew if I knew my stuff, if I was, you know, good enough on that that respect. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of just checking those boxes, you know, what do you need in the airplane? um, Um, Oh, minimum equipment, you mean? uh, Yeah, like like that that kind of stuff. So tomato flames. Um, Also the arrow. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that kind of thing. Um, A quick kind of calculation of, you know, takeoff distance, landing distance. Um, Which also was interesting because she brought up that apparently now they're starting to stress a little more. Not getting the exact number and doing all the math, but kind of rounding it out and rounding up. (laughs) Hmm. Um, So it was kind of like, well, look at it you know, what do you think you'll need if it's, you know, this much wind and this on this, on a runway, um, the runway here, for instance, you know, it's 3000 feet, you know, how much, you know, are you going to make it? And I was like, you know, I think so. I think it'll take probably 1200 feet. And she's like, all right, well, look it up. And basically, you know, you go look in the chart, pick the temperature, pick the distance and you know, you figure 10% of something, So. You know, it says 1,100 in there to clear, a 50, you know, 1,400, I forget what it was, to clear the 50-foot obstacle. And, well, you know, if you're, what's 10% of that, you know, 150 feet, all right, well, you know, you're, you'll probably be fine. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to go in and get the exact, <laughs> you know, 4% of this, and i take this headwind. Component. It's like, come on. <laughs> no, we... no, no. It's
1: 1,296 feet. See, you would have been dead.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, let's <laughs> let's run enough. Okay. It says you probably need somewhere between 12 to 1,500 feet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have enough runway? Right. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, it's all based you know. off of a brand new engine. Yeah, and that's the thing. She was Always like, too. "She's <laughs> like, look. Yeah, she's like, this is all based off a new engine. It's you're not going to get the performance out of that. So, you know, do it all round up, and <laughs> you know, be safe about it. <laughs> so, um, that kind of eased me too because that was one of the things I was cramming the night before because I couldn't remember exactly how to do all the math and stuff. Um, but. It was it was you know perfectly fine. We were we were kind of chatting there for a while on the ground. Um, she did, uh, and I'll, when I got in, she was like, "All right, how many hours do you have? When's the last time you flew?" And she's like, "Let me take a look at your logbook." And so she's flipping through my logbook. She's like, well, you haven't flown since January." And she's like, "You've only been flying once a month before that. It's been a while." She's like, "You know what? You, you don't fly enough." <laughs> I was like. Yeah, I, you're I not, you don't have to tell me that, right? <laughs> I, I know I don't. And she's like, you know, so she's like, I'm going to have a real hard time signing you off right away because, you know, you're going to have to be pretty good in the airplane for me to sign you off because it's been a while and you were right at the hundred hour mark. And, it, you know, it's a dangerous time. People start getting cocky and they start thinking they're, you know, everything because they're hitting a hundred hours. And that's when a lot of, you know, danger happens. She's like, so you're kind of in that awkward stage where it's it's you know you're in that that statistically dangerous stage for pilots, um, you know so you need to get out there and fly more. And she's like, I'm not sure, you know, you're going to have to do pretty well in the airplane for me to sign you off today. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, I'm totally understand that. You know, I came in figuring, I you know. I I came in thinking I'm probably it's been a while since I've flown. I'm probably not going to pass this thing in the first <laughs> try. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, I figured I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to learn as much as I can. Cause I was just trying to teach this as a learning experience. And I was also trying to trick my mind into not getting too worked up. Right. Because I get very worked up in like testy situations. And this is kind of like one of those. Uh huh. Um, so I was trying to like trick myself into calming myself down. So I wouldn't freak out too much and then might do better. Um, But actually what ended up happening, so we get through the ground portion and that's going, you know, pretty well. There's a lot of stuff I was like, you know, I don't really know. Let me, uh, you know, I'll have to look that up. Um, Or she's like, what are you, you know, required to have? And I was like, I know it's tomato flames. I don't remember all the little things off the top of my head, but you know what I'm going to do in an airplane if something's out is I'm going to look at it. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm just going to pull it up and, um, I'm going to look at, um, you know, the internet and say, okay, here's all the lists of things. Do I, is, is what's broke on there? You know, and I know the major things, right? You know, right. Um, you know, I need an airspeed indicator. Okay. I'm not going to fly without that. I need a compass. I'm not going to fly without that. And, but some of the engine instruments, it's like, which ones do you need for this? And I, you know, remember off the top of my head. Um, <coughs> like gun signals. I don't remember that off the top of my head, Top of my head, but you know what? It's on my kneeboard that I always have attached to me. There you go. Um, right with the intercept procedures for. The DC SFRA <laughs> and the um, uh, the weather minimums because I always get them confused. Um, you know which one is the five thousand five hundred one one thousand two hundred or two thousand oh, yeah. feet? Yeah. Um, which one? You know, clear nice. clouds. It's
1: little, those little knee boards come
0: in handy for stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like you know what? In the real world, I'm just gonna look it up because I'm not gonna remember all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you know how to look it up, you know, you're you're fine, or you remember the very important parts, you know. Right. You know, like the the bold or highlighted things in your, in your emergency checklist, you know, let's make sure you know those cause you need to have those in memory, but the rest of the stuff, you know, you can look it up when you need to. Um, and we went over that too. Some of the emergency procedures, some of the stuff, with the airplane, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, we, we made it through the ground portion. It wasn't too bad. It went, we went pretty well. And, um, you know, we started checking on the weather again and clouds were kind of hanging low still. Um, so at that point, you know, we were kind of just looking at the weather trying to decide what would what to do. And then we ended up just kinda um uh really just kinda hanger talking for a while with some people there and just kinda hanging out at the airport.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, watched some guys kinda um buzz in, um, some Navy guys from the jump team actually. They were in a um uh jump one eighty two. I think it was a one eighty two. Huh. jump plane. Uh-huh. Um, they came in, they said, Yeah, it's about fifteen hundred feet, patterns at twelve hundred feet. Um, you know, and we weren't trying to sneak out and under 3000 anyway. And plus we needed to go do maneuvers. So we knew we needed a higher ceiling. Um, and it was at this point, it wasn't like fog necessarily, but it was a very, very, um, broken, um, not scattered, not enough to be scattered, but it was, uh, it was broken for sure. Something you could get
1: up on top of and still be safe.
0: Uh, not big enough holes. Oh, Okay. It wasn't quite enough to get the big enough holes. Okay. And uh, there was a couple other layers above it that would have prevented us from going over top and then doing the maneuvers up there. Um, So it was, it, it just, it wasn't getting high enough. Um, She had a, a, a solid cutoff of noon and this is oh. probably 10 o'clock at this point. Oh, okay. Um, Cause she had to ferry an airplane. So it was kind of getting to the point where it was like, yeah, I don't know if this is going to happen. And so probably like 1030, we called it, but I ended up staying there for another hour. <laughs> just, um, we were just hanging out, talking, talking about stuff. She was talking about some of her check rides, talking to the Navy guys outside. Um, uh, it was just kind of fun just hanging out at the airport. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to know her a little better and, um, she's like some full plane experience and stuff like that. Um, um, which was cool. So, you know, just a lot of that. Um, Ended up being, um, you know, pretty good day. It was a bummer I couldn't fly because it ended up, you know, noon rolls around and it's just perfect weather to go fly. Right. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like, ah, oh, crap. It, it was, we were so close, but, um, uh, it just didn't work out. So rescheduled, I think for Thursday or something like that, um, either that week or the next week, I don't remember. Um, and, uh, basically that was kind of it for that day. Um, Came back. We were just gonna do um, just the flight portion, and um, hopefully knock that out. And um, so, yet again, I, you know, I spent—I didn't study as much this the, that kind of week, but I did kind of brush up on some of the maneuvers a little bit, the checklist, just try to you know um, be as prepared as I could. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, we go out there, um, kind of get 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 ready. Uh, did some. Um, I done. I had to do a flight plan for that um, just so she could see how I flight plan. And then, um, she kind of went through what we were going to do on the flight. We were going to go, um, we were going to track some VORs, um, across the bay and, um, do some triangulation to make sure that I could, you know, figure out what would, what would happen if I was lost. Um, you know, try to find your way through some VORs. If you can figure out where, you know, triangulate your position, um, do, you know, a little more groundwork. Um, but just gonna go over that. Go over what was going to happen in the flight. We we're going to go do some maneuvers, and we we're going to go to Easton and do some um, do some pattern work there. And then we we're going to go back to um, um, uh, Bay Bridge and then do some do some landings there. Um, now, the only reason we wouldn't do the pattern work at Bay Bridge is they don't allow touch and goes. Oh, really? Bay Bridge? Yeah, no touch and goes. Um, and there's a lot of noise abatement procedures. Oh, so. a lot of houses on the lake on the water and stuff. Um, yeah, there's a lot of houses around and it's a really, really big pattern when you're there. Mm. Um, so anyway, so it was just, just, is that where they have of... the
1: seaplanes for rent? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we, we kind of went our flight, went out, did, did the pre-flight, um, and, uh, got everything ready to go, started her up, taxied out. Um, everything went, went pretty well. Um, I don't think I did anything too crazy on the ground. It, um, it kind of went well, started out pretty good. Um, took off, headed out, um, did the VOR tracking. That was, um, simple as always. Um, you know, listened in, figured the right VOR, pulled up, um, Baltimore VOR and, and triangulated the position, which they were pretty much, I was on two radials directly. Nice. Uh nice. so it was just like a straight line between the two, which was nice um it's always good, but flew that for a while then we went out did um did a power off stall um she didn't quite like too much um i didn't I didn't pull it enough um it's just been a while since I'd done a stall uh-huh you know so i I didn't take it till it was it was fully developed oh. Um, kinda quit a little early.
1: I'm and... I'm probably just the opposite when I go do that. <laughs> like it's like, okay, you can recover now. <laughs> I kinda <laughs> I get that sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, just want to make you make sure you knew
0: we were stalling.
1: <laughs> the horn had been on for a while.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, she's she, like, if I go enough and your recovery went a little, you know, iffy and then um I think we did uh steep turns after that. She started yelling at me for looking inside the airplane a little too much. Um Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> well, he said keep it at, you know, 30 degrees or 45 or whatever. Yeah, you know, so I was looking like at, out, look at and the, the damn gauge. Sure.
0: <laughs> and she's like, well, no. no. She's I like, have, look I out. Guess,
1: I guess after you have your nose set on the horizon at a certain angle,
0: you know, but you hadn't flown since January, so whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, and it was good. It was just um, at that point it was starting to just be a little learning experience. I think she was like, you know, you're, you're, you're flying really well. Let's, you know let's let's have fun she kept saying that too because i think she knew i was a little nervous and she's like hey we're, we're just out here having fun like <laughs> yeah relax a little bit um so the steep turns were great you know she she liked that and then um um you know slow flight was um was good uh i, I got into that fine um then we did uh power on stall which was much better <laughs> <laughs> and she's like i think you're you're She's like, I'm. I'm happy with with both stalls, you know. I, I, you know, I know you can recover from it, you know. And the first one, and I was like, look, it's been a while since I've done one, so the first one wasn't, <laughs> you know, was good. Um, but she was like, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're fine there. And then, um, what do I, What? Uh, I'm trying to think if we did anything else over there before. I think we're just kind of hanging around, just doing those. And then, um, she's like, all right, well, um, have you, uh. Have you ever done a chandel? Oh, I'm sorry, no, that's part of a commercial requirement. I was like, No, I haven't. She's like, Oh, well, here, let me show you one. Those are cool <laughs> though, if they're done right. Yeah, so she's like, you know, awesome little maneuver, kinda teaches you a lot more about how to control the airplane. And um I think at this point she knew, you know, I, I didn't have as much experience in the airplane. She was um she's very much harping, you know, you should really get your IFR to be safer. Um, <laughs> But she's like, you know, let's use it an, an advantage and, and have some fun and really get to see how you can control the airplane and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so she shows me the, the Shundell and she's like, okay, we'll take it, you know, bank to, uh, um, bank to 30 and slowly pull it up to 15 degrees and then hold the 15 degrees as, um, you bleed off all your airspeed. Right. And when you hit a 90 degree turn, start rolling out of the bank and then, you know, you're gonna keep keep holding that that attitude as you lose airspeed. So you know you're constantly pulling back in the elevator to keep that attitude, right? Right. And then you should roll out at 180 degrees right when the stall horn starts kicking off. hmm Um and I think at this point we had gained a whole bunch of altitude. She's like, She's grateful, like getting out of a canyon or something like that. <laughs> uh huh. Um But yeah, so she showed me that. And I was just like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to remember all these steps. <laughs> There's a lot to it. Right. Um,
1: to, cause I've never done one. I've just read through it and someone talked to me about it, but uh, you got to keep things moving in order to manage it properly.
0: Yeah. You're doing a couple things cause you're, you know, your airspeed's bleeding off, but you are trying to keep the right pitch attitude. But at the same time you're doing this rolling in and then roll out, mm-hmm. but you also need to make sure you, you do these stops at the 90 and 180 degrees. Um, so she's like, all right, well try one. I was like, all right, we'll see how this goes. Um, and sure enough, actually it it wasn't that bad. It didn't, it, you know, I did it pretty good the first time. Nice. Um, got out there right at the top, you know, started hearing the stall, star horn and everything. And, um, that was, uh, ended up being, We I only did it the once, but, um, did it pretty well. I think (laughs) for the first time ever doing it. So, um, I was pretty happy with it. It was pretty fun. It's nice. uh it's very weird. Cause man, I tell you what, you feel like you're just, you know, climbing like crazy. <laughs> um, just the pitch attitude alone on that airplane. I mean, it takes it into ways, you know, just doesn't feel right for, <laughs> for 172 to be in. Um, but it was, it was fun. Um, I'm glad we did that. Um, after that, we kind of headed out, I went down to, um, started flying down to Easton. Um, so we're getting all their stuff. She showed me, um, just a little bit about we had a four thirty in this airplane. Oh no, not four thirty. This wasn't a four thirty. This was the KLN ninety four, I think. Whatever the regular um, oh yeah uh, one seventy two GPS is yeah. Um, but we we basically pulled up the runway itself on the GPS and, and throw it on the um, uh, on the nav. The um, oh my god, what's the gauge? Why am I blanking on it right now? VOR. Yeah, it was the OBS stuff, right? That I think we were playing with, and um, so basically what we were doing right is we were pulling up the runway itself on the um, on the GPS, and then throwing that into the um, the VOR indicator, and so basically it would now tell you where to go to get in line with the runway heading um, and the runway, because basically what it was doing right it was pulling a radial in the in the indicator directly out of the runway on the heading you want to be on. So you could fly using the, the CDI, uh, right, to figure out where to go to get in line with the you, runway.
1: Were you thinking of an HSI?
0: No, we don't have an HSI in that. Okay, I, I quit. It's a VOR. It's a VOR it's, gauge. No, it's but, literally a VOR. Because <laughs> the, the Archer I think it was, had an
1: HSI in it um, yeah. and a, VOR, a regular VOR gauge, but the other one has more functionality, especially if there's an autopilot involved
0: yeah so um the hsi has a whole bunch of stuff on it mm-hmm. um because that basically just shows it shows it right on the um um the heading indicator um and it'll tell you where you are in, in relation to the the course yeah um but anyway um that was just a little thing she showed me um <laughs> went into easton um no problems getting in there. No problems talking to them. Um, started uh, started doing some landings, and at this point, I'm feeling pretty good. We've we've done all the parts that I was worried about. Um, you know, I, I was I was doing the maneuvers pretty well. She seemed to be pretty happy. We're coming in. We're gonna do a couple of touch and goes. Everything's gonna be fine. We'll go back and we'll be good, right? Hmm. Um, never had a problem with landings before, really. Um, ever since in my flight training, they clicked, and I was I was fine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "All right, we're good." Come in for the first landing, and it's probably uh, I want to say it was twelve, gusting sixteen, seventeen. So, okay. um, almost directly down the runway. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I'm not good with a that. huge deal. Not a huge deal. I was a little far out. Um, came in a little flat. It was some weird pattern. Um, but I came in and I could feel her in the controls <laughs> and it threw me off actually at first because like, I'm just like trying to do a landing. I'm not used to having somebody on the controls and I'm feeling the pressure on it. And I'm just like, what's going on? Like, okay. <laughs> let me, let me land. <laughs> but, um, uh, but we came in. It was not a fantastic landing. We got it down, but it wasn't It wasn't great. Um, the flare you, was kind of off. And then
1: you smelled something. You're like, was that you? She's like, yeah, I just shit my pants. <laughs> you know.
0: Um, no. <laughs> and so we go around, and she's like, okay, let's do that again.
1: <laughs> she was willing to do it again, so that's the good side.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, we probably did five or six landings over there okay um maybe eight actually no i'm thinking about it It might have been eight landings i think one of them was hers um but they just like the first couple just weren't that good and then she could tell i was starting to get kind of flustered a little bit in my head so she's like let me do the next one so she did a power off 180 um and and landed it and then um those are fun yeah so
1: those are she's like look
0: She's like, look at the transition into the flare. She's like, you're, you're having really wide patterns. I wasn't getting the, um, cause of the wind and stuff. I wasn't doing a very good rectangular pattern. Um, I think what was also throwing me off was, you know, we, we were putting in, it's, it's gusty. We're putting in an extra, you know, I'm landing at 70 instead of 65 because of the wind factor. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of things that were just off. And so just, it just wasn't that great. I think I finally got one that was pretty, that was decent. Um, and then we kind of took off. She's like, do you think you could, you know, you can handle it? I'm like, I think I can. I don't, I don't think there's anything, you know, it's just these aren't good today, <laughs> you know. Um, So we did, I think, one or two more. And then we went out, went back to, um, went back to Bay Bridge Airport. Okay. Um, where I promptly botched the pattern entry and ended up being face down on downwind. <laughs> um, because I think, number one, she threw me off because she's like, why don't you go in and do this, like, base leg or something do you want to go straight in I was like I don't want to go straight in um, I don't like doing that it, when I'm not in an ATC thing and they let me do it I'd rather just enter the pattern normally and and get in um, but she kept saying do this like why don't you you know turn base or something like that so I was like alright well I'll go down and then I'll turn base and that's pretty much what I was setting myself up to do well what it did was is it put me straight and downwind <laughs> going the other direction oh, okay. um, which I didn't think of and she's like what are you doing and then there's these other two people coming in and then it's just um my instinct was, all right, I'm going to go out here and hang out and do some circles for a little bit and let the other two people figure out what runway they were landing on because they started talking like we were landing on one runway and then they were going to do something else and I didn't know where they were coming in. Um, but she's like, no, no, let's just, let's just go in and get in because we I think there was enough time for us to get into the pattern because they were still far far enough out. Oh, okay. Um, so we ended up breaking it off. The pattern entry came in. Firstly, it was, it was I think I... I think I landed. I arrived. You think you landed? <laughs> okay. I, I think I know, we're here. I know we're on the ground. Okay. Let me say that. We we arrived.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it was a landing more than a controlled crash, but um, very short runway. Um, it was terrible uh, just because the pattern was wide because the, the noise abatement, you have to go down like really far down in downwind. It's like way far out there, so you have a really long base, and it was just it was a mess. Because um, at this point, I'm just flustered and all that kind of stuff, and so um, it's uh, no touch and goes. So we had to run back. The next two landings were go arounds. One of them, I landed flat and started. um, I landed flat, Um, and it bounced.
1: <laughs> uh, um, did you give it gas or did you land
0: it? Uh, no, she she was like, "Yeah, go go around." I was oh, like, okay. "Yep, yep," and then I pushed it in and went around. Um, I think the last one we came in I was ending up too long I was floating too much Um, and just it wasn't good and um, so uh, um, after two actual landings there two go-arounds we kind of pulled it down packed it up and she's like you know I don't really feel comfortable signing you off Um, right now I was like I don't disagree with you because that was a mess (laughs) (laughs) I just I couldn't put it down at, at Bay Bridge I don't know why it just it wasn't it wasn't good um, I've never had a problem with landings before too, and I think I just got in my head, and then it just got it was just too much. It was everything went wrong <laughs> with the landings, and um, so we went out, talked about it for a while, and. Basically, she's like, look, your flying is good. Your procedures are good. Everything are fine. I mean, you know how to fly, the, you know, how hand to handle and fly the airplane. You just, you know, just based on the landings I've seen, it's you haven't flown since January. You mm-hmm. <laughs> need some more practice.
1: You're flying like you haven't flown since
0: January. Yeah. But she's like, I'm really surprised with how well you did with everything else, with all the maneuvers and the other flying stuff. She's like, you actually did really well, um, except for the landings. So um, I asked her about it. I said, well, look, if it's just the landings... Um, I was. I want to get a G one thousand check out at the same time. I got five hours to burn. I've already decided I'm going to burn the five hours with instruction. Um, so maybe I should do a G one thousand check. Like, can I? Could we do the G one thousand as the next flight? Um, and she's like, I have no problem with that. Um, she's like, your procedures are fine, so we can go up, fly, do the G one thousand stuff, and then come in and do practice landings. The airplane's the same. You know. You, you you know the rest of the stuff, so all we need to do is just make sure you're good at landing. If you're good at landing, I have no problem signing you off on both airplanes. Right. Um, so, we're going to do that um, supposedly scheduled for tomorrow, but it's looking to be 800 overcast all day and rainy. Oh, that's so, not going to work. Yeah, it's not, not going to cool. work. Um, so, it ended up being... Well, it looks like that's going to be a washout so to reschedule that, which is okay, because I need to study up some more on the G1000, but... There you um, go. But in the end, there's some good simulators
1: out there to play with on your desktop for that.
0: Uh, if you have a PC, go for it. If you don't, there's nothing. (laughs) Um, is there an iPad app for it? Videos. Yeah. It wasn't that great. No. Um, I'm okay with it though. I, I'm, I'm a computer guy. Um, I pick up systems like that pretty quickly. So, um, from what I'm seeing, it's not that hard. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot of functionality there and it's just knowing where stuff is, but I think I'm starting to be a little more familiar with where everything is. So, um,
1: all right.
0: Um, I think it'll be good. I might show up a little early and just take some time on the ground and just play around with it for a few minutes. But, um, if I keep studying, I think it'll be pretty good. Okay. Um, but just going to go and then work on my landings and stuff. And hopefully the next flight will be good and I'll be back and ready to go. Yeah. Um, but I gotta admit, it was a lot of work for the UPC, but I tell you what, thinking about doing that every year, I actually yeah, right? I buy I buy into it now. Yeah. Even if you're not gonna use it for the open airplane somewhere else, if you're not gonna go use it to fly in other locations and maybe there's one that's not as close to you, I think it's still worth doing. Right. Um, just to go up with the instructor and just to have the practice and and be more proficient. Because that's really what it's about, right? And so I'm, I'm kind of buying into. You um, um, should probably just do it regardless. It's fun. It's good. It's it's gives you five percent off on your renter's insurance. I mean, there's just nothing bad about it. Um. So I highly encourage anyone to just go and and just do the UPC. <laughs> yeah. Um, Definitely, it's worth it. it. I Definitely mean, I failed, good, and uh, I lot of value to it. You know. I'm still thinking it's a great thing because I legally could go fly a plane right now. After what I did last week, I'm probably not, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not going to go by myself and do it, but legally I can. And I think legally now, technically, right? I've, I went, I did get dull. I'm still current because my flight review isn't over. Um, I've oh, done the, only three takeoffs, at
1: the checkouts not done, but, so I can't do it through open airplane as, as far as requirements to go fly a plane. Yeah. I can go take
0: an airplane. Fly. Yeah. I have three takeoffs and landings in the last 90 days I could go fly passengers right now legally sure sure okay well will uh, I absolutely not yeah but I legally could and I was thinking about that and I was like that's kind of scary
1: yeah well, you, could, you, could, you could definitely go go grab a plane go go practice those takeoffs and landings and get those knocked out to where when when you go see her again you feel comfortable with that but but then again if you're gonna go
0: do the g1000 you know. But after the last landings I did, I wouldn't want to do it at like Bay bridge. I wouldn't yeah. want to go practice there by myself solo. Gotcha. I mean, it was, it was awful. <laughs> so.
1: Well, let me tell you um, what's going on here with flying. I, you know, I had the best intentions of of flying the heck out of uh, Franz's airplanes uh, airplane, but you know what I what I've came to the conclusion was is that basically ever since I've made that decision, I've stopped flying and it's and it's mainly because um you know his, his airplanes just it's a little too expensive um for me to to you know to pay for and and the instructor and all that stuff so i've been saving up my money and saving up my money but you know I, I look at it, I'm like, well, that's only like two flights worth, or that's only three flights worth, but it would be like f- six flights worth in the 172, you know. So I, I called up I called up our insurance company and told them to take me off the policy. I told, and they told me to just have Franz um, send him an email, and let him know. So I, so he did uh, get me off the insurance policy, so we can cancel that, and I'm just going back to flying the 172 from now on until until you know kids are out of college. My wife went back to college, so. We'll uh we'll wait until uh the money is a little bit more plentiful. Um I'm still doing my side work, but uh that's not enough to keep me flying in a in, in a turbo Mooney. So <laughs> we're yeah. good, we're going back to the 172 cuz uh since that happened basically, you know, um my last flight, well, was in the Mooney. That was July 10th, but uh prior to that it was December 28th. So Anyways, so I'm going to go back to doing that. I was at least flying once a month back then, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, that's that's, you know, what's important to me is at least getting up in the air
0: regardless of the airplane just going flying. Oh yeah. I'm I'm with you there. I mean, this last <laughs> couple of weeks have really uh, kind of hit that home. Mhm. Um mm-hmm. just need to get up and just just stay proficient.
1: Yeah, buddy. I uh Oh yeah. I want to do more of it, and I've got some money saved away, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use it on the 172. Um, we'll have uh, speaking of Franz and the, and the Mooney, um, we'll have him on maybe next episode. Um, I want him to kind of catch everyone up catch him uh, catch everyone up to date with all the maintenance that he had done on the Mooney um, since we dropped it off and had the tanks done, but he's had some other things, just some things for you airplane owners out there that can. Uh, can relate to what he's talking about, um, uh, some, some things with the performance of the plane and, um, w- you know, what he did to, uh, enhance it, uh, a little bit.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yep. 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 Um, weather's going to finally start getting nice out here. So I'm going to definitely uh, be going up here pretty soon. Matter of fact, I was thinking about possibly, possibly going, um, uh, this Saturday there's, uh, the Coolidge, uh, Uh, flying that the breakfast flying they do on the first Saturday of the month is on October 3rd so if I get a chance I'll go do that just uh just got back from um Austin was there uh for an IT conference um last week uh, Wednesday Thursday Friday so I did fly but it was uh on the uh mailing the seven on the 737 (laughs) (laughs) did you see my Twitter picture of of me and my buddies with our lightsabers on the plane. No. We got lightsabers as some swag, you know, from from one of the vendors. And uh we had our lightsabers on like on the plane, you know. And I tweeted I tweeted out I was like uh, the force is strong on this flight, you know, at at uh, Southwest Air, you know. And uh they replied back a few minutes later that these are the seats you were looking for. Go about your business. <laughs>
0: I, I do got to give their social media credit because they're pretty awesome <laughs> yeah yeah they're they're, they're a pretty yeah. pretty good group so cool
1: anyways that's about all I got to talk about which ain't nothing I'm sorry about that but uh we'll make it up next time i will
0: uh I, I will say I've been um you know I was gonna do this check out and then I was gonna go do a long flight down to um first flight and kind of build up some hours take a friend of mine but uh uh even before we did the flight I started thinking about it more and then realized i you know I think I'm just gonna stay with uh, instructor time for this because this will be a good opportunity i'm already spending the money why not get some time with an instructor and just build up some stuff so yeah um, yeah that decision i think has worked out pretty well mm-hmm. um and doing the g1000 checkout you know why not knock all these checkouts out and then now i'm eligible for you know double the number of planes really right yeah um which will be cool so um but one of the things I you know, I was almost thinking for a little bit about doing a couple IFR flights and then I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I wanna um Dude, so when you
1: come out here in January we can go over to Scottsdale and you can go rent that one hundred seventy two over there and take us to Sedona for breakfast.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna see what I can do. Um when we're out there. But uh I was I was I was getting close to doing a couple IFR flights, but then uh, I decided against it, um doing the G one thousand instead. But I uh, I did find out, and you know, one of the, there's two things I want to do. I want to do aerobatic flying because I think it's really awesome to learn the envelope of the airplane. Right? Mm-hmm. Take it as far as you can, and you know, learn how to recover it. Learn how to fly it so that you know if you get in a situation, you know how to handle the airplane. Um, I think that's awesome. Plus, it'd be like a boatload of fun. How is that not going to? Oh be yeah, come on. Um, and the other thing I want to do is seaplane. Right? Those are the two things I really want to do, and they're two things that are very. They're not like ten thousand dollar things I need to drop a whole bunch of money on. No, right, right, right. Right. So I could do those in a weekend or in a little bit of time, you know, and get some and get some time, get some training or whatever. Um, well, I'm saying this to the instructor and she's like, Well, we have a I think I think it was a Citabria that's mm-hmm. coming in. It might have oh, been okay. a super D and I don't you can forgive me, I, I don't remember what she said, but it was a tail dragger aerobatic. Yeah. Um, airplane that they're bringing in, so um, there's the chance of actually getting some um, some acro in at some point there. So that's going to be on my list of uh, of things to look into in the future. So I just want to mention that because I think that's awesome.
1: That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah.
0: So, all right. That's all I got. All right, man. Well, I guess it's we'll uh, land.
1: wrap it up. This isn't a long one, but uh, <laughs> well, it's but, been now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
0: It was, uh, it was a long 2.1 hours for me let's put it that way yeah I, <laughs> I was sweating by the time i got out of the airplane but uh so um i guess with that um i have a couple quick shout outs um i already mentioned tim um my buddy he uh he left flight instructing to go um work at a regional and um sounds like he got through his training and, uh, he's going to be starting to fly. So, um, that's awesome. So huge shout out to him for that. Um, and a shout out to, um, my new instructor, Wendy for, um, being a fantastic instructor and, um, thanks for putting up landings. with my landings. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I apologize if I scared you too much. <laughs> It's just been a long time since I. I just didn't think that was going to happen. I'm sure she runs into it once in a while. Um, I'm sure if All you're time. teaching people who have never landed before. <laughs> so,
1: well, I got a quick shout out to uh, actually one of our uh, one of our listeners, Harry Dickinson. Um, Harry, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Harry recently posted on our uh, our Facebook page that uh, he said in the last 45 days he's flown more in the last than he has in the last three years and now he's finally soloed so congratulations harry great job on that
0: congrats and
1: uh looking forward to uh seeing that final checkoff soon then
0: oh yeah cool well go ahead and wrap this up then sure so i can get back to studying for g1000 there you go yeah so uh real quick um where you can find us uh let's start with the only other co-host i (laughs) hope
1: Uh, sure. You can shoot us an email at, uh, you can shoot me an email that is at Chris at in the pattern Um, you can find us on our, uh, on our Facebook page. Like I mentioned ago at in the pattern podcast, um, on the Twitter machine, you can find me at C holub, a Z C H O L U B a Z.
0: All right. For me, you can find me at John at in the pattern I'm at pilot Conway pretty much everywhere. And, um, Uh, occasionally I will dabble in the YouTubes with other people's airplanes. It's youtube.com slash fly OPA. Um, I know there's some more content coming out soon. Um, and we've been releasing the, uh, Osh stories that we got from people, um, during Oshkosh. So if you want to see some of Oshkosh through, um, some of, um, the, uh, viewer's eyes, um, look out for those. And we have, uh, Ron Klutz. Um, his is, uh, at captain underscore Ron on Twitter. Um, his is up there and uh, we have a couple of others that are coming out soon. So, um, cool. There'll be some video there. Yeah. Um, yeah so um for the entire podcast and uh those who aren't here tonight you can reach all of us at podcast at in the pattern we're on twitter as in the pattern or you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash in the pattern podcast show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes can be found at our website in the pattern um, please send us any suggestions comments or critiques we love to get uh all the feedback from our listeners um, and if you could just go ahead over to iTunes and give us a, a review and a rating, um, that would greatly, uh, help others find, um, this fine podcast. Uh, so with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up episode 57 of the, in the Pat- podcast, uh, I'd like to thank y'all for listening and remember make left traffic. You're cleared for the option. What's the name of the
1: gauge? The oh. VOR gauge? Yes. Oh, but what do you call it? Yeah. Oh, um.
0: Call and it's got the GPS and the nav mode.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the AD, uh, ADI?
0: ADF. Oh, no, no, wait, wait a minute. That's there's no ADF on this airplane.
1: <laughs> oh. No. It's got a, uh, oh, crud.
0: You know, and right now there's like a million people who are just yelling into their radios right now. Because uh, it's give me me the first letter. I don't know. I'm (laughs) looking at it here. The OBS stuff.
1: Um, Let me let me look at a picture of one out of another airplane. Okay, I'm looking at it, and that's called the. (laughs) 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 Uh, What? What if there was a place where you could look this up? Airplane gauges.
0: But it was the it was the OBS uh, function, I think, of the thing that we were doing. Um, this is gonna kill me now because I know there's an actual name for it. Yeah. It, um. Well, see, yeah, you're right. See, the CDI is the indicator that goes that shows it going off. <laughs> the VOR indicator instrument. Maybe there isn't a name for it. <laughs> it's just the VOR gauge. <laughs> See. but see what's weird is because it's got the mode it's got the mode for the gps right
1: yeah um the, it has the obs knob on it
0: yeah so it's the, it's got the cdi the obs two from indicator and flags and it's the vor it's the vor yeah that's all it is okay <laughs> we're pathetic yeah we are <laughs>